Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, we are live with the Pirates podcast to be named later. It is myself, Eddie Provident, and the nameless gray face, Alex Stumpf. Uh, just got off of the flight from Chicago, so we're going to let him not have to worry about a camera today. Uh, but Alex, I'm just going to jump right into it. I'm not going to waste everyone's time. They don't like to hear me talk anyways. You've got some uh, some breaking news uh, concerning Roanzi Contreras. What's going on? I, man? I I wouldn't say breaking it. I'm okay, calling I'm, it I'm breaking gonna, news. Yeah, well, this is I would call it reporting. So <laughs> one of the I, I don't want to say projects, but one of the things I really wanted to dive into on this road trip that I was on was try to get like a sense of what's going on with Roanzi Contreras because he has not been right. Mm-mm. Pretty much this entire year, at least since the start of May. Things have been bad. He's in the bullpen again. We saw him pitch out of that bullpen roll, and it didn't go well against the Cubs, and it probably cost the Pirates a win. And reflecting on it, Derek Shelton said, no, that was the type of situation that we wanted to put him in. That was the type of runway where he, we're going to support the guy. We're going to let him know that he's you know part of our future. But it's been real bad for a while right now. So I kind of poked around. I really kind of wanted to get a feel for what is going on with Ronji Contreras. And what I gathered is, I guess what's not surprising is it's mechanical. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would assume that it is mechanical. What is surprising is it's not something that's going to show up on a on a stats sheet it's not going to show up visually you know if, if you watch film from what i've gathered this is a lot of how he's pushing off of the rubber how is he landing how is he you know going through the lower half right now and to the point that whenever the parts are in seattle they took him to driveline which for you non you know baseball nerd sickos that is the premier baseball training facility right now. And that is the most analytical. That's where you're going to get the most in-depth data. They had them throw off of uh, these things called force plates, which are, you know, they can measure how you're going off of the rubber. How are you landing on your front foot? Like every part that doesn't show up, it's technology the Pirates do not own. That, you know, I, I ask around the league, like, do you guys have, you know, force plates? And several teams that I've reached out to do. So it's something that's like, okay, so we got a problem here that the pirates have to go to an outside facility to measure what's going on here. 
this doesn't seem good. <laughs> this doesn't seem good. Whatever you kind of identify, like, is this the solution? And I'm not saying that it is, you know, necessarily the solution. I'm just saying the one good outing that Ramonji Contreras has had this past month has been right after he's been the driveline. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 maybe that's just a coincidence right there. But we got a situation of we got a pitcher who's having a mechanical problems. They want him up in the major leagues right now because they think that, you know, being around Oscar Marine and the pitching team is the best thing that they could do. And I'm not going to argue that. That could very well be the case that, you know, just being around the major league pitching team is what they need to do. But things are bad right now for him. And yeah. it comes down to how can you can you hide this guy? How do you get this guy, you know, confidence? How do you get this guy consistent reps? What does this guy have to do to become a big league starter again? Because right now he's not. No, and and I think anybody that's played any kind of sports at any level, I mean, this you don't have to be a professional athlete to to understand this. The physical, you know, mechanical side of things, it's almost the what came first, the chicken or the egg for me, because as soon as the mechanics start going, uh, going funky, as soon as the the physical side of the game or a, a sport starts going sideways, now it brings up all of the mental questions. And and Rowenzi's young. And so you you have to think that mechanical issues spiral into, you know, questioning yourself and lacking confidence, which spirals into more mechanical issues because you're constantly, you know, micro analyzing every little thing that you do. And it's a hard place to be for somebody who is supposed to be, especially at the beginning of the season, was supposed to be uh one of the guys uh to really bolster this this uh you know MLB rotation, the major league rotation. And like you said, man, he's not a major league starter right now. And that's no knock on Renzi. He's just going through a hard time, a rough patch right now. Um, uh, but it has, it's something like you said that it, you, someone's got to find a fix. And I, and I, I would tend to agree with the, with the organization here, which is rare for me that I do think him being with the major league team is probably the best bet for him just because it's the best coaches. And I think sending him down as young as he is, might actually do more mental damage than what's going on right now. If he stays up, does that make sense to you or do you agree? I, I get, I, I, I get that. I hear that. And I can't imagine it's good for the mental state that every time you touch the ball, the team loses. No, I don't think that that's good either. I think, that's, I, I think, I think it's it's either, either because you couldn't hold a lead or because you know, you're, you're just pitching garbage time because you got to get some innings right there. I don't think this is, a good situation for him. And uh, look, there is no win-win here. My main takeaway from what I've gathered is the pirates are already looking outside, you know, for, for solutions. Hmm. And that's not a bad thing. I don't mean that as a derogatory thing. I think get as much information as you can get. That's a good thing in this situation. But I've, I've seen on Twitter, you know, a couple times, like they need to send him to tread where, you know, Mitch Keller, went you know tread athletics fix them there they need to send them to driveline they need to send them to a facility it's like well they've done that right We're kind of past that point in the what's up with rwanzi equation and the fact that they don't have the technology at, at least to my knowledge they don't own the technology at the very least maybe they have a way to have it more readily accessible but they don't own the technology technology that a lot of other teams own that could help 
measure what's going on here. And I don't know if this is just something that, you know, force plates or something else that driveline that they're able to use. If it's all able to, you know, fix what's mm-hmm. going on with Rwanzi Contreras, I'm just saying it's not a great look that they don't have the technology that some other yeah. teams do. And this guy is a very, very, very special pitcher. And I would think that the return on investment of giving him something and, you know, every other pitcher in the system. I was just going to say, wouldn't this be something you'd so want for everybody? More. Right. Yeah. It's going to be worth so much more than, you know, <laughs> just getting another pitcher. It, you know, it, it almost seems to me like they need to get him in a situation where uh, what happened with the, you know, a big lead, like a 10-2 game, you know, something like what Mets last week uh, on Friday, you know, a, a big lead where they could just put him in no pressure. The game's pretty much wrapped up as a W and just let him throw an inning or two in a situation like that. Um, uh, that really seems to be almost like the perfect situation for what, what Ryanzi needs right now, just somewhere, something that's uh low leverage, but you know, a high success rate, you know, those don't well, come around. That doesn't come around often in baseball, I was but that's, say, that's contingent on this team's getting ahead. Ted too. That's, that's a whole different story, a whole different conversation for maybe another segment. But yeah, I mean, like, again, that's, made that's professional sports like you said that doesn't happen often you know those those don't come around often but i I feel like that's what he needs he needs something that's just like almost a gimme you know just to get the confidence back and then once the confidence back is back i think it's easier to analyze you know what's going on mechanically i don't think that that's anything inside baseball i think that that's just how athletes work (laughs) most of the majority of them You, you need the confidence so that you can figure out what's going on and he doesn't have either right now. And it's sad to see because he's a good kid. He's a good pitcher. Um, you know, he's a good story last season. And I, I thought he was going to be a good story this season. And hopefully there's still time to turn it around and right the ship. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's, you're right though. Back to the organization real quick. This is just another bad look on the organization for not having the things that they need. Uh, like, I, is there, I mean, I don't want to microanalyze this, but is there a good excuse for that? It's, it's an expensive piece of technology. It's something that they could end up getting by the end of the year. It's something that, you know, but they don't currently have it. And you got a pitcher who could probably benefit from having ready access to it. I, I think yeah. that there's a lot of good to have anything that makes your team better. That doesn't go, you know, like th- that there's no rules against, I, I I feel like that's a no-brainer in professional sports. You can't say the money's not there. Yeah. No. Um, you want to take a quick break? When we come back, uh, we'll talk catchers. Because I know everybody wants to talk catchers, Alex. Play it now with Game Pass. 
All right, welcome back to the Pirates Podcast. We name later on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm Eddie Provident. With me is the uh, disembodied voice of Alex Stump. Uh, Alex, there are two catchers in this organization that seem to be playing really good baseball. And then there's two catchers in the organization that I wouldn't say they're terrible, but they're not, uh, you know, maybe they're not what fans want to see. And the two that uh, the fans don't want to see are in the major leagues and the other two are not. Uh, they're down in AAA right now. Uh, what is the story with Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis? Are we going to see either of the two of them? Or are we going to see both of them? And if so, when are we going to see them? Because I know that's what everybody wants to know. Yeah. I mean, I we're going to see him eventually. Like, okay. We're going to see him in 2023. It's a question of, when do we see them? Because it, just to say super two, that's kind of out of the window now mm-hmm. that's behind everyone. You never know exactly when the super two window is or date will be, but that's almost certainly behind us at this point. So it comes down to when do you call up, call up Andy Rodriguez? When do you call up Henry Davis? And Ben Charrington has said in the past, he said it recently that once you are in triple a, you're not so much a prospect as much as you are someone who could potentially help a major league team. They wanted Henry Davis to get major or not major league triple a at bats before he comes up to the majors. Well, he's crushed the ball down there. Mm -hmm. Andy Rodriguez, he's starting to hit the ball harder. Like he's not up to what he was doing in 2022, but this is guy. He's still the number one prospect on the team after the baseball America update. So it's not like, uh, they're down on him or anything. They still right. think this guy is the best prospect in this system. Henry Davis is number two. And in Pittsburgh, I, or more specifically Milwaukee, we're seeing Jason DeLay strike out to end ball games with the bases loaded and the, and the go-ahead run on base. Like, that's... It's not there's, ideal. There's a definite, you know, frustration if, if you are a Pirates fan right there. And look, that I'm not going to bury Jason DeLay or Austin Hedges because they've brought a lot defensively to this team. They have brought a lot in game planning, in pitching management. They have done a lot of things right, but it can't be ignored that the biggest hole in this lineup this entire year has been the catcher position. And you have got two really good catchers here. Can I push Austin back? Austin Hedges isn't the future of this team. Can I, but can Jason I push DeLay, back on that, that one thing that you said about their their defense and the way that like I, I get it. They're they're good. They're good there. But at what point in time? There there is a point where that you can't be so good defensively that you're that the offense can just we, be a yeah, hole. We we had a lesser version of this conversation with about, you know, keep Brian Hayes at the beginning of the season, you know, what makes him an elite third baseman? It's his glove. Obviously, where does his offense need to be for him to be a top five third baseman in, in baseball, top three third baseman in baseball? Uh, you know, he, we've seen offense out of him. It, I think it's the same question here on a, le- I guess on a lower level, what makes, uh, you know, where does the offense for the catcher position have to be for it to be passable? I think it is so below that point right now that I, I, I don't want to say that I don't care about the defense that they bring, but I don't care about the defense they bring. Alex, I'm tired of hearing it. I see it on Twitter. I, I see people defending Austin Hedges and I see people defend. I, I don't care. 
I, this team needs offense, and there are two guys that, that can hit the baseball and do it well down in Triple A. They they need to be here. They need to be in Pittsburgh. They need to be with the big league club. And I'm so tired of seeing other teams bring up their young guys, and we're just sitting here waiting. And it's just like, all right, well, uh, you know, maybe at some point in time they'll come up. Maybe in some point in time they'll come up. We're going to see them. We're going to see them. And meanwhile, teams are passing the Pirates up when there are viable options that could be helping this ball club. Friday was the first time the Pirates have called up a player that has been drafted in the Ben Charrington era. And it's Carmen Majinski, and he gave up what ended up being the deciding run in a home run. He's a reliever. You know, first mm-hmm. runner who became a reliever. It's it's coming down to is that really the guy? Is it really I, I get there are different starts, there are different circumstances, and I, I don't mean to bury Osvaldo Beto, who, you know, pitched well. He did. Yeah. Shout out to Oswaldo Beto, by the way. The great, that was just, that was cool to see him get that start pitch yeah. well, like you said. But go great ahead. story. The type of type, the type of guy that should never be in the major leagues from where he started. You know, he started with like literally one chance. And it's a great story. And I don't mean like <laughs> to sound like I'm discrediting it any part of it, but it's like you got Quinn Priester, who's one of the hottest pitchers in all of AAA. And you got Henry Davis and you got Andy Rodriguez and it, and it comes down to this team is now 34 and 34 and a half game out of the division lead. And there are solutions to make this team better in triple a. I don't know if this division is ever going to be this bad again, honestly, because I don't know if the Cardinals are ever going to be this bad again. This is such a weird freak thing. And the Reds rebuild is not that far behind the pirates. So what do you do? Are you going to let this opportunity to take the division that is up for grabs go because you don't want to push Andy or Henry? You can send them back down if they aren't ready. You got to at some point really mix it up and bring up someone who is going to be a shaker on this team. And that's, I think that's where they are right now that they need to add to this major league group. And you can't really do that through trades right now. So what do you do? you add it through what you have internally in the minor leagues. And if they don't do that, you're kind of sending the message that this, you know, complacency is fine. This has been a very bad road trip in what should have been a chance to really kind of plan to flag. And like, we are serious contenders in the national league central. They haven't done it this road trip thus far. Alex, I guess this leads me to a bigger question, and we can end the segment on this question, your answer to this question. What, what is this team? Like, are, are they actually competitors? Are they a team that just kind of, you know, like is playing with house money because they didn't expect to be like the organization didn't expect to be this good, this, like, you know, have the start that they did. Like, what what is this baseball team? And if they are competitors, why aren't they bringing these pieces up? I, I mean, it, none of this is making sense. To, like none of this season makes sense to me. You you know what they are? They are a team that is in a very bad division, and they are a team that got off to a hot start. Has have whatever the circumstances are, they're near the halfway point of the year, and they are 
a half game out of first place. And I think we're going to find out really what this team is over the next six weeks. When do these prospects come up? I, I've heard that this team is already looking towards the trade deadline. And not to say that they are 100% going to buy because it is very contingent on what this team does, but willing to buy, wanting to buy in the perfect, in the perfect world. I think the desire is to buy, to make this team better. Do you know how bad that annoys me? What? That you just said that they want to be buyers at the deadline. If they want to be buyers at the deadline, then bring these guys up from AAA and actually show the the fan base. I'm I'm with you. That's the whole point of it. Like they, no, they're it only buyers, Eddie. They're only buyers at the deadline if they are still competitive in a bad division. Okay. The best way to stay competitive is to bring up your best players whenever they are showing they are ready. And look, if Henry Davis needs, to, I I I can't do with Henry Davis that he needs to have X amount of at-bats at AAA. And I know it's not always that simple, but it's this guy absolutely crushed double-A pitching. I thought he was going to go from double-A to the majors. Why does I it really seem did. to be that that simple for the Reds, though? Why, like, you know, they they bring up a, a prospect, they bring, and he comes up and he, you know, he hits a walk-off home run. Uh, why is it so, why is it that simple for the Dodgers who just brought up one of their top pitching prospects? Why is it so simple for all these other organizations? But for the Pirates, there's always a reason why they can't bring the guy up right this second when he's the hottest one of the hottest hitters in, in triple-A baseball. Why is it never that simple for the Pirates organization? Eddie, I don't know. God honest truth at this. In my opinion, Henry Davis is ready. Andy Rodriguez is ready. Quinn Priester is ready. That could be quite the shakeup. And you you don't have to bring him up bang, bang, bang. You don't have to bring him up this Saturday, June 17th, 2023. But... <laughs> Look, I kind of, I kind of feel like this is almost a holding pattern. I kind of yeah. feel like that this has just been a holding pattern of can this team hover around five hundred, maybe a little better, be somewhere within arm's length of first place in this division, and then just hope whenever these guys come up, they have an impact. They add one or two, you know, sensible moves in the trade deadline. O'Neill Cruz comes up, and they find a way to, you know, get to eighty-five wins and hope that gets them into the playoffs. And that just doesn't. It just kind of, they could do more. They could win this division if they really wanted to, I feel like. If they really just said, you know what, 2023 is a competitive year. And yeah, we'll probably get boat raced by the Dodgers in in the playoffs. But you know what? No one's going to care because we would have taken this huge step in the rebuild. We are ahead of schedule. We just took that step that's more important. You don't have to mortgage the future. It could still be building towards the future. It could still be about 2024, 2025, 2026, whatever years. But 2023, we saw it a couple of years ago with the Braves that sometimes all you have to do is get a seat at the table for something to happen. I was just going to say that everybody yeah. thought that the Florida Panthers were going to get boat raced by the Boston Bruins. The Florida Panthers end up in the Stanley Cup finals. I, I know it's all you got to do is get just a seat get at in. the table. Yes. Exactly, Alex. Exactly. Uh, all right. I got it's enough frustration for one episode. When we come back, we've got our third segment, and uh, I'll ask Alex one more question.
right, Alex. So you spent the last few days in Chicago. You you just flew back home. Uh, what Wrigley Field, obviously, you know, one of the iconic baseball stadiums, one of the iconic sports stadiums in in North America. Uh, what is your favorite baseball stadium that you have been to so far, and why? I mean, I. I- I've been to everyone besides the AL West, I feel like, that point, in Toronto. So I've been to most of them. Are you asking me as a journalist, or are you asking me, I am a patron and I am going to this game? I will go two-part. As a journalist, wh- who, t- who treated you the best and had the best food spread? And then as a fan, you got one place to go see a baseball game. Where are you going? Uh, as a journalist, I'm just going to rattle off some ones that I like here. I really... And and also, you know, actually, the ballpark <laughs> factors a lot into it. But I I love going to uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is great towards media. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, San Francisco, to Philadelphia gets it. Like we we knock them all the time because we're from, we're Pittsburghers and that's what we do. But mm-hmm. Philadelphia on the football side, when I was at uh, at the link. I, it was the best, the best that I've been treated as a part of the media, uh, mm-hmm. hands down. When the Steelers played there, uh, Eagles didn't treat the Steelers so well, but th- the media side was beautiful. I mean, the food spread was amazing. You know, they gave us these little Bluetooth speakers with Eagles logo. It, it really just did a great job with the media. So yeah, I, I guess that's mm-hmm. just a Philly thing. Yeah. I, also, you wouldn't expect it would be like a City Field for the Mets, and. My theory is always the Mets realize they're competing against the Yankees for media attention. So what do you do? You just make it the most accommodating thing ever for the media. Makes sense. Yeah. Come here. Screw the Bronx. Come here. (laughs) So I I, I feel like that's part of it too. Um, Yeah. So that'd be on the, you know, professional side, going to games. I mean, Wrigley as, as a fan is incredible. I'm obviously omitting PNC Park from both of these because I just go there too often, and that's just you know that's that we are, spo- we are we're spoiled with having we're, PNC Park. Uh, PNC right there. Park, I know everyone hears it, and you know maybe just doesn't register at all. Like Pittsburgh is spoiled; it's got truly one of the greatest ballparks that's ever yeah. been built. Yeah. Uh, great American. I, I don't know, maybe because it's a division rival and maybe you just go there a lot and kind of, but as a fan, I really did like great American ballpark. Great American might be the bottom of my list. I really, I, Cincinnati just in general. I, I, <laughs> sorry to anyone in Cincinnati listening. I don't like going to the ballpark. I don't like going to the city. I don't like Kings Island. Is dope. Kings Island is dope, but that's Mason, Ohio. So you don't even get to claim that. So it's 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 bad. On, bad. on that note, with uh, Alex Stump trashing an entire city, <laughs> I'm gonna and let don't you get me started on Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna before you do anything to ruin any relationships. I'm gonna go ahead and end this uh, episode. Let you get some sleep now that you are back home from uh, Chicago. Get some rest, Alex. You got anything uh, that you want to end things on for the listeners and watchers? I, I'm going to go off on Ohio one of these days in one of these episodes. <laughs> the entire state. It, they've had it too good for too long. And I will I will uh, put my stamp of approval on everything you say. 
it's been fun, man. Get some rest. Hopefully uh, this week we'll have some better baseball to talk about and maybe a prospect or two up in the majors, but I'm not holding my breath on that second part. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, Carmen Majinski. Yeah. I, I, I don't mean, I guess I should also add, that's the last thing I'm saying. I'm not bearing Carmen Majinski. I think he could be a good major league pitcher. I think he could be a good major league pitcher. There's stuff there. It's just four years in and it's a reliever up first. That's, I guess that says something. Baby steps are still steps, I guess. <laughs> so. All right, everyone. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Have fun. Go box. Go box.